welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. My name is Pete. Woo! Yeah! And today we are going back to school. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a little while. We're getting back into the rhythm of this, right? Yes. Um, we had uh, our, our vacation. We went to Ireland for a week, and it mm-hmm. was a very jam-packed week. Mm-hmm. Um, even so much so that we made three podcasts somewhere in the middle there, too, which is pretty impressive. Um, one quick point I wanted to point out. Um, I do remember, I was trying to remember the name of the uh, Irish government name. Okay. Uh, so I actually looked it up. I, I, got the, I got the fun facts. So the head of the government is something called the T-O-A-I-S-E-A-C-H. So anglicized, that just seems like it's saying Taosich. But uh, he pronounced it very differently. I don't remember what he called it. Did you look up the... The sound of it? Yeah. No, it wouldn't play it for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that was one of the things that we were trying to remember. So maybe we made the sound before. If you piece together the two episodes, perhaps we'll get the complete fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that solves all of the things that we uh, went over on our trip and couldn't remember a couple things. But, uh, yeah, that was one of them. Got the Ishkabaha. We got the this thing, the toy. Something like that. It's definitely not how you say it. No? Okay. <laughs> it always looks not how you pronounce it. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's anyone's guess. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun trip. Um, would you be able to uh, guess your favorite moment from Ireland? Would you have Someone one? asked me that, and I don't really know if I have a favorite moment. I really enjoyed all the different sites that we went to and what they kind of brought to the adventure. Yeah. Um, so I can't, honestly, I can't really pick one. I had a lot of fun in the Guinness storehouse. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of fun just walking around like the very first day when we walked around like the monastery. That was really cool. Yeah. That was kind of, yeah, it was eerie and beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Very good times. I think one of my highlights might've been the cliffs. I seem to talk about the cliffs a lot. The mm-hmm. 700 foot cliffs of Moher. I think you just enjoyed the fact that you were living on the edge. And you have a cool literally. video from them. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So what have we, uh, before we launch into our back-to-school topic, um, mm-hmm. what what have we been up to since? Like, it's been a couple weeks. It has. Um, we had a long weekend in there where we went up to your cottage. Oh, yeah. Some family time, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. We did this little excursion there, too. Mm-hmm. At the cottage. Uh, my brother was uh, showing off his his new old truck. Um, he bought himself like a 1990 Toyota truck, so it's new to him, but very old, uh, but got a whole bunch of power and he's like, let's go take this off-roading. So him, his girlfriend, me and you, and another brother of mine, we all went into a truck and went off on these crazy trails. It was, it was wild actually, very Mm -hmm. wild. Yes. Note for listeners, a two out of five is pretty difficult. Yeah, I, this is a whole rating. new world to me. I've never, I've never seen this before, where you can just find these trails that you can off-road on. Um, apparently, it's generally for ATVs, but some people take their vehicles through it as well. I guess more designed for maybe Jeeps or whatever those more, I don't know, off-road vehicles. But um, his his was up for the task for a two out of five anyway. Mm-hmm. 
would definitely not recommend a just normal vehicle to try to, to do oh, this. Oh, definitely was, not. <laughs> no, no. It was pretty intense. No, no, no. There was a lot of uh, rock climbing. There was a lot of, uh, like, I don't know, I guess puddles, large puddles uh, that he had to go through as well. You never really know how deep they are because you can't see the bottom. They're all muddy. And you and don't know if they'll sink right in the middle either. Yeah. You can try to put your weight on it, but you can't put, like, two tons worth of car weight on it. So Yeah. yeah. So that was really well. That was a really fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, not one I was expecting. Um, and even the weekend itself, with uh, it was the whole, my immediate family, my, my brothers and my parents and my nieces and our significant others. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very relaxing time. I enjoyed it. Yep. Good weather too. Oh, yeah. Which is always helpful. Yeah. Could you imagine time. all of us stuck in the cabin because it's raining out? <laughs> we might have different memories after that. Yeah, we would probably go into our tent at that point mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, get a candle or something and read. Yeah. But yeah, it's been really, it's been lovely getting back into, you know, go back into work. I've I felt surprisingly refreshed after um, Ireland, even though those are early mornings all the time, constantly moving, mm-hmm. lots of traveling, and uh, two, you know, uh, two times on the plane, so you get the uh, jet lag, but still came back very refreshed. I felt like I was on vacation for a few weeks. It was great. Lovely. I agree. Yeah, right there, buddy. I felt refreshed. I'm waking up for a nap. Okay, good. <laughs> cool. So I, let's. You're pretty much echoing exactly what I would say about the trip, so I don't know what you want me to add. Oh, all right. Well, let's launch into our <laughs> topic then. What did you want to talk about today, D? Back to school slash jokes on everyone because I'm still in school. I never left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought we'd just talk about our, uh, you know, different uh, stories that we might have growing up uh, going to school. So I made a couple of uh, points that we could talk about. Um, Do you want me to just uh, jump in with my first question? Launch it up. Do you have a favorite teacher? Oh, my goodness. My favorite teacher Mm -hmm. of all time, anytime going to school. Yep. Um, my natural, um, not being prepared for this question at all, my natural qu- answer would probably be my grade three teacher. Nice. Do you remember uh, their name? I, uh, I believe it was Basado. Okay. It was a lady, miss. Okay. Miss, maybe misses. Uh-oh. Uh, but I do remember that was like my first teacher that I really got an impression from. And that would have been like the homeroom, whatever, grade three. Uh... And I was just a, that was a really good time for me also going to school. It was one of those times where, um, I mean, some kids I don't think like going back to school. Some kids like mm-hmm. it because it's, it's their opportunity to socialize. But uh, for me at the time, the school was pretty far away from where I lived. And where I lived was pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So it was actually very exciting to go back to school to be able to see my friends again. And uh, Great Thee was great. And the teacher was great. She pushed me to write stories. Ah, okay, cool. uh, embrace my creative side, which Uh I liked a lot. Nice. Uh, If I had to pick, I would go uh, my grade two teacher, actually, Madame Fortin. Um, She's just a lot of fun. Um, Really energetic. You can tell she really loved, like, hanging out with us and doing activities with us. And in her class, we had a dog named Pishu. Are you serious? A stuffed dog. Not a real dog. A stuffed dog named Pishu. I got excited. And he was big. He was like, you know, a large stuffed animal, like the size of a pillow. And if you remember to speak French all day, you were put in a draw to take Pishu home for the night. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's creative. Um, yes. So this dog got like passed around to everyone. And at the end of the year, we did a draw for taking the dog home for life. And I won the dog. So I Are you serious? Yeah. So you have Pishu. I had Pishu. I don't have Pishu anymore. Oh, <laughs> what happened? I did. I don't know. I think I gave him away at one point. Mm. He's really big. Oh, is he? <laughs> that big. Oh, okay. Well, you're holding <laughs> up a foot. I was a... I was imagining like, like, like I was imagining like a seven foot dog or something. No, because like, that'd be hard to take around on the bus. Um, and he was like very worn out by the time the whole year yeah. was done. So you no, like that makes sense. So you keep it for you know fun, and then eventually you kind of grow out of it. That's another so one of those that. things. Like you wonder if teachers could still do that today. Like would there be all this? Probably not. We're so worried about. Yes. Uh, health and everything is like Probably. oh you're just you're basically creating a vessel to spread disease around from mm-hmm. kid to kid as you're, they take yes. it home yes uh so I have that you. sounds fun though um and then another teacher that i really appreciated um was a grade 10 teacher uh she taught french and history and she was also my cross-country coach and she was miss snyder and she's gotten married since then so i think she has a different name um but again someone who is just you could tell really loved teaching and really wanted to just kind of like go that extra mile. Like she'd have uh, friends that she'd uh, write to in France and they'd write her back and they'd use all these really interesting French expressions, which we wouldn't get exposed to normally because Mm. we're learning French as a second language. So she'd bring all these expressions in. She'd be like, isn't that a cool way of saying it? And we'd all be like, yeah, whatever. And (laughs) she'd be so excited. Um, And yeah, she was my cross country coach, which was one of my favorite sports that I did in high school because it's kind of individual but you're part of a team um it's the fall and you're just running outside and she was you know really cool supportive coach too nice so uh those would be my picks that is definitely a key with um with teaching in general the ones who want to be there definitely leave an impression on their students and Mm -hmm. and tend to be good teachers just Mm -hmm. the ones who want to you know make a difference yeah so those are favorite teachers definitely gravitated towards those more than uh I guess just the more academic ones, the non-personal ones that are just like, I want you to learn. I want you to learn things. Yeah, I didn't really, didn't get as much from them. Mm-hmm. I had to have like a personal connection to really, to really grow in school. Uh, were there certain activities, I don't know if you did like extracurriculars that made school awesome at some points? Uh, well, obviously my, my first answer is like joining the band, but that's not really the school band. That's, that's a rock band. So that's (laughs) not really extracurricular. (laughs) Uh, let me, let me think about that. You do yours first. Okay. Uh, well, I definitely say school sports. Um, cause I did a lot of that. I mentioned, just mentioned cross country. Um, so cross country was one of them. And the other one I really enjoyed was ultimate frisbee in high school again really um more of like a laid-back team uh it's kind of a new sport that not a lot of people take seriously but we really enjoyed it we played it really well and uh did pretty well uh as a team um and i'd also say i was on the athletic council so that was kind of a cool way to be doing something and representing the school as well i did um i did a lot of those things i did i was in a team i was on a basketball team and i did Mm -hmm. do cross country as well um but i never got really like a personal attachment to those things yeah i'm not feeling the love there i've never been um into or like personally um seeking out 
uh, school ex- extracurricular like you have, uh, especially I especially noticed this when I met you at um, when you were going to University of Waterloo. You were very, very involved with like student council and and just doing student events and stuff. And it was like this is really cool. I don't remember doing any of this stuff when I went to university because I just sort of wasn't paying attention. So I will say, yeah, it's not something that uh, I especially got a lot out of. I don't remember like having like pride or I don't remember anyone on my team. And it's like, oh, <laughs> back in the day, oh, Jimmy, I should get back into contact with Jimmy. I mean, but I, I mean we did this stuff together, but it wasn't, it was almost like, a chore. I don't know. <laughs> it was very different, but uh, were there, were there definitely a- the uh, after-school events in high school where I met, uh, or started hanging out with my core group of friends when we were teenagers in a in a small town, and it's like, what are we going to do? And and our main activity was let's get in a car as soon as someone has a, a driver's license and a car, and go to Toronto and hang out and just get away from that town and. Uh, those were precious moments for me, and I have lots of memories from that, and I still see these guys often. So we obviously had a very strong bond from those outside-of-school activities. Cool. That would be my answer. That's fair. Yeah, and the band. Yes. (laughs) Band was a big part of it, but that was more like a, yeah, personal extracurricular. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay, so last one I have written down, and we can think of others. Uh, material you hated learning in school that is now useful. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Um, one, well, the obvious answer for me would be math. Um, okay. And it's not that I hated it, but it was always very challenging. Um, and certainly when it got into the more uh, advanced fractions and stuff like that, it mm-hmm. started to get very complex. But I use that stuff every day, and I've actually gotten better at math in my after, post-post school uh, working a job, it's like uh, math is is so second nature and so important to me to the point that it actually it's frustrating when I talk to new employees and they're like, well, I just can't count. I just can't do math. <laughs> so I'm sorry. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, you can figure this out. Like if you need to do an order which has 50 items in it and they're ordering 25 of them, what's your number going to be? And and one of our designers had like 371 one time. And it's like, how is that possible? Is that possibly a prime number? How does that, how do you end on a one? Like, how did you get that number? Uh-huh. And it's like, you're allowed to use a calculator now, which is nice too, because mm-hmm. we couldn't really use calculators when I went to school. But uh, yeah, just the general knowledge of math is something that definitely I've seen uh, the use of it more than I, I guess, was thinking it might be when I your student. That's true. That's a very good point. I can't say I use advanced calculus very often. Mm. Never. But same thing as you. I have to calculate dilutions all the time. So that's a lot of little mental. Yeah, it tends to be the simpler dividing. math. Yep. I remember there was always this saying, and you tell me if you got it too, but there was always this question. It's like, when are we, when are we ever going to need to use this? And mm-hmm. it was like, if you ever need to build a bridge. <laughs> This will be very useful for you. And it's like, when, when are we ever going to need to build a bridge? And it's like, that was like, you know, very important for things like angles and weight displacement and mm-hmm. the fractions of this. And this is like, mm-hmm. you know, well, I don't build bridges, but I do use math a lot. I make books. This yeah. many pages. Yeah. 
this yeah. many copies. Well, even in uh, in uh, programming, you're you're constantly running across creating variables, which is the complex stuff of like the x plus y mm-hmm. equals whatever. Mm-hmm. That's come up a lot as well with uh, uh, my cur- current workplace. Do you have a different answer? Yes, I do. Uh, This came up over the cottage because Andrew was talking about how it can be sometimes hard to bother your children to do things when it's good for them. Yeah. Uh, And I remember my mom always getting on our case about learning how to type properly so that our fingers were in the correct spots all the time and learning Mm. how to do it. And I was like, it's so annoying. Why can't I just use like one finger and like look for them and whatever? And now I'm a really good typer and it's really a good skill yeah. <laughs> because everything is on a computer. <laughs> this is one of those fun things where uh, it's amazing how much technology has changed over certainly my lifetime. But even the difference in our ages, what your typing class was would be very different from my typing class in a small, small town in high school. Um, I have a good story for you mm-hmm. regarding typing class. I was the last year... Of that school in which we actually use typewriters for, nice. typing, for typing class. Um, they were electronic ones. Okay. Yeah. The, com- the school could not afford computers yet, so we had typewriters. Um, they plugged in. They had, I don't know, an electric wheel or whatever. Um, and I do remember I had my friend at the, at this, at the time. His name was Scott. And uh, we had discovered that there's this one cable you could pull out at the top of the typewriter near the wheel that if you just like loosened it and pulled it out, it would make that wheel spin constantly where the <laughs> letters were so uh-huh. that it basically we disabled all of the uh, typewriters in the class so no one could do any work and we could get away with not doing anything. And uh, the year after we were done, our school had computers. So I like to feel like we ca- kind of helped progress the school a bit. Nice. By finding the fault with their old typewriters. <laughs> delinquency their, led to improvements. Delinquency <laughs> led to, yeah. To, next year we had computers so everyone could play um, solitaire instead nice. of doing work. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Delightful. Um, the other thing that comes up a lot, and this is funny, is so I had to take French all through school because I was in French immersion. Mm-hmm. And in grade 12, we had to read all this French literature that was from kind of post-World War II. So it was all like realism or something anyways there was a lot of like metaphors and back to the war and being occupied and you're kind of like wow this is a big bother uh but we had to we read waiting for godot Mm. um in french premise of that story godot never shows up you read an entire book waiting for him and he doesn't come oh Um, spoiler alert (laughs) but funny enough it's amazing how often that that comes up as a reference to things yeah i noticed where you're waiting forever and nothing comes and it's a waiting for godot reference and i'm like i read that book yeah i feel like an intelligent being and then we went to ireland and it's written by an irishman yeah so and i read it in french for some reason but wow anyways so I have also an appreciation for being put through the French literature trenches just because I feel like there are a lot of titles yeah. that I now know of or have read or were exposed to and you just feel like, all right, so they did, you know, check off some major points that we were supposed to read. No, that's that's a good point. That's another that's another like skill that I I maybe certainly didn't appreciate at the time. Um, I did go to French immersion school in uh, 
what they call a primary school, whatever the public school is called for most people. Yeah, like elementary school, yeah, like elementary. the early grades. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was excelling so much in French that my English was actually falling behind. I was starting to become an ESL case. <laughs> um, but then it just totally switched around the other way where, where now I'm, you know, an English speaker and I don't, I don't really speak French. I can't really do it. But I, when I hear it, I understand it. And when I read it, I definitely understand it. And there's been a lot of really useful cases when uh, we're creating materials and then they send it out for translation and it comes back to me to design it. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, um, this actually isn't right. I don't know who you got it translated by. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you'd find out they just went to Google Translate and they're like, well, I just wanted to save some money. But uh, it was a specific client um, is doing some work for a natural gas company and the line was something like, you know, save something, something on natural gas. But the French translation was roughly around naturally, it seems like you have gas or something. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that's not, that's not quite the message I think you're going for. Or maybe it is. Yes. Subtle reminders to yeah. check your gas production. <laughs> yeah. And your diet. Um, you would be fun, actually, follow-up to that. Is there anything in school that didn't pay off, like you found maybe was not as useful to you as you thought? Calculus. <laughs> uh, I had to, I took it in grade 12, and I took it again in university because they thought we should have a calculus course for kin students because we did a lot of, because uh, we did some like physics with biomechanics, but we did not go into, unless you're going to a high level, you are not doing calculus level math. Like there was no point in learning mm -hmm. how to, like just, if you're pouring at this rate and it's coming out at this rate, how are you like figuring all that out using math? Like I don't use that at all. None yeah. of that complex stuff. It was helpful because I took it and then I taught it to my brother who also had to take it. Yeah, it's one of the required minimums, um, right? Yeah, for a lot of things. And yeah. now they have kind of an advanced functions and then calculus, I think. So they've kind of split it up into here's like the basic math that you need to get to do all your science courses. And here's the more yeah. advanced math for those that are going into sciences that require advanced math. Yeah. Uh, so I can't say that I've used that. Um, it's, a, it's good fun that, um, you know, we're a couple because... You know, in high school, I was always struggling with the sciences. And it's like, ugh, science class, this. You probably loved it. You're probably like, oh, I can't wait to go to science. and We get to play. dissect pigs? And yeah, and cool. do, do stuff that I thought was gross. But at, at the other end, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to go to English class and do mm -hmm. some creative writing and, mm -hmm. uh, I guess, art class eventually and do some uh, drawing, painting, whatever. Um, I do remember I struggled a lot, especially in high school. Chemistry was the hardest one for me to get through. Um, I don't know if I use any knowledge from that <laughs> in current day. I mean, I I know enough that some stuff will burn. I know that, uh, you know, in certain fires, you can't throw water on it. That won't put it out. So, good piece I mean, of I guess I learned some things, but um, I don't know if I apply that very much in my daily life. Probably not. You probably you use chemistry. You just don't know it. Yeah, but there's uh, there's enough science knowledge that I know when you come home and you're like, hey, this person didn't know how many milliliters were in a liter and complained on the exam saying, how are we supposed to know that? That was not mentioned any time in class. Uh -huh. And I was like, that's general knowledge. I know that. Mm -hmm. 
how can a student in university contest that as a question? I, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. Anything else that you would say? Um, maybe? Well, I started to like really pick and choose which courses I was going to take at some point. Yeah, me too. Um, so I did just, yeah, mostly do science courses. Um, I do think it's funny that I specifically chose Waterloo because I didn't want to take uh, grade 12 physics oh, in yeah? high school. And then I had to take a physics course in Waterloo. <laughs> oh, because it was required. Because everyone has to take a first year physics course. Nice. Um, Twist. But I think, that, <laughs> I think that would have happened at, at all of the different schools I went to. And oddly enough, Guelph, which required you to take grade 12 physics, they have a very well-developed physics program that's geared towards students in like the medical biological sciences. Mm-hmm. So that probably would have been a more interesting physics course for me to take. Yeah. I had a really terrible physics prof in Waterloo. He was really boring. Shout out to bad physics prof <laughs> yeah. in Waterloo. <laughs> I think he was really smart, but he was... Not very personable. He, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. personable at all. Yeah. I just remember, and he also wore the same thing. Oh, is this the exploding pie chart guy? No, no. Oh, okay. That was uh, that was my uh, psychology of exercise professor, who I also was you not didn't like super impressed with, just because he was really not organized. I sat in one of those classes with you. I fun. don't, I don't appreciate professors who show up for exams with not the right amount of tests and yeah, don't have their TAs organized and yeah, yeah, don't don't have a good idea or good sense of how to control a class size of that many. Yeah, if you're. If you've been so. tenured and you're being paid well, like get your act together. Already. Yeah, take some training and learn how to teach the course. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. So I just just wasn't impressed. I hope he's improved. One more point I wanted to go through. Um, I could, I did want to spin this around because I, I think it's kind of interesting. Much like uh, anything in your life that you may have had that was a non-positive experience, even with school, even if it's courses that you were like, I would never need this, I think they all kind of shape who you are, regardless. Um, even if they're, if it's something you weren't really interested in, or you had a lot of struggles with, it probably taught you how to deal with difficult things for the first time, which was very beneficial. Mm-hmm. So I think there is some validity for uh, making these courses that are required for all students and, and challenge them in one way, Put them, take them out of their comfort zone and do something that they're not exactly strong with. Um, and it's also good to experiment. Like, I took uh, I took a feminism course in uh, university. I was the only male in the course. It was very interesting to do that. Um, it's it's nice to just sort of take courses out of your regular, whatever your regular comfort zone. Yeah, I think university is a good opportunity to do that. I definitely had some some openings here and there. I took a like first year economics course, mm-hmm. did some basics on economic theory. Unfortunately, that professor was kind of terrible too. So I didn't get as much of that as I probably could have. But mm-hmm. I took another course on like the biology of aging, which was really interesting too. Um, and that kind of perspective on things. Um, and otherwise there were all like a lot of kinesiology electives, which I just thought were cool. Cause I like that general subject area. Yeah. I remember in high school, I made sure to take a gym class every year, even though I didn't really like it. It was just to do something physical, just so Probably I a good wasn't idea. at a desk all the time. Yeah, and it it, it got harder the later later years because this is like I don't I don't want to do this, and I don't like jocks. I don't like anything to do with it mm-hmm. really. But it was like just I need to 
do something not at a desk, just something different. Um, so that was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share a story with you. So when you said cool. back to school, yep, this got me thinking about something, a side subject for this. Okay. Um, it was in, um, I think it was like, I want to say around June 20th. Okay. Uh, Staples announced their plans for back to school sales. Yes. Immediately. Yep. And started putting out ads mm-hmm. to which many parents got flustered and angry and they're like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. We just got them away or they just came home. We, yeah. We have a whole summer to deal with these little hellions. Like why? What do you mean back to school? Yes. I remember that. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about this whole back to school crazy event, like turning into this into a shopping event? It is. It's becoming one of those, becoming like Christmas, Christmas where it's yeah. becoming this huge uh, kind of marketing and opportunity. Because you, I think we used to laugh because they'd have back to school headphones from Best Buy. And it's oh like, oh my goodness, not just that. There's back to school <laughs> video games. Yes. Like you can get an Xbox yes. or back to school. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's just becoming commercialized. <laughs> Yeah. It's an event. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's not even like clothing out in June for back to school. Like (laughs) what kind of products are you going to be able to get? But again, some people might be like, oh, hey, there's deals on. Let's stock up now. Mm -hmm. Buy a whole bunch of stuff. Then also buy a whole bunch of stuff in September. Now you've bought twice as much stuff. Oh, I get get it for sure. Yeah, they're smart about that. Um, I do remember as a kid, that was actually strangely exciting for me. And I don't know why. Back to school shopping? Yeah. Whenever I... my dad would take the, uh, us to, yeah. to, I don't know where, I guess Canadian Tire back in the day probably, before nice. Staples was even in Canada Yeah. when we were going to like primary or secondary school. And yeah, it was just getting some pencils and pens and like maybe a pencil sharpener if we were really good. He probably spent $5 on each of us, but it was exciting for some <laughs> reason just to get some new stuff. Um, well, I was like that my birthday was right around back to school time because my mom and I would be like, let's go buy a whole bunch of clothes for your birthday, for back to school. Nice. We go do that. I really didn't. I also, when I was like growing up, didn't really get the whole back to school thing because I was like, I come from, you know, a family of kind of similar thinking where it's like, you don't need new things all the time. You no. have this, you can use that. I'm like... I had the same backpack like all through high school because I'm like, well, this still works. It's fine. And I might, like you said, you know, replace the pencils, the erasers. Maybe I needed like a new ruler because it broke or something. But I feel like some back to school parents or whatever, Mm. it's a whole ordeal. Like it's a shopping cart full of things and it's like new backpacks, new everything for school to start. Yeah. Those people are the same that buy too much for every Hallmark, uh, Maybe. Event, yeah, Christmas, Easter, whatever it is. So, Thanksgiving. So different people approach it different ways. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of back to school stuff should we buy? Well, <laughs> I'm already in school, and I don't really need anything. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's about it. I did get some new clothes, some new fall clothes, because I realized that being in a lab for the last seven eight years i i gotten holes and things and stains and things and mm-hmm. need to replace clothes yeah i need uh back to school acoustic guitar strings oh nice yeah i could use a set of those <laughs> i gotta get some of those let's go see some specials around 
It extends to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. What are we at? We're at about 32 minutes. Anything else you want to hit for back to school? I think that's it. Well, I am going to be very depressed when I don't go back to school. Mm. It's going to be quite the transition. Yes. Can you say off the top of your head how many years you have been in school now? 26. Like, didn't you say once to someone? No, I'm in not grade. <laughs> I'm in grade. 24. 23, 24 years. Did you also say that? It's like, I'm in grade 22 or 23. Yeah. Yes, I had a friend calculate that for me. Ah. I think it's grade 23. Yeah. I think that's a good way to explain it to like my nieces or something who yeah. would be in grade three, mm-hmm. grade six. And it's mm-hmm. like, what's a PhD? What's a, what are the masters? What, what postdoc? What, what are you talking about? And then you say, I'm in grade 22. And it's yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> and it seems like so I have so a long, long way to go. But I've enjoyed it. I remember sitting and profs would be like, yeah, I was in school for this long and now I'm back here. And you're thinking like, oh, it's a long time. And then you mm-hmm. do it yourself and you're like, no, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I was in school a long time too, actually. And when mm-hmm. I thought I was done, I had then had to go back again. That's true. <laughs> and do another learned another little skill. refresher on uh, web design. Mm-hmm. Um, it is good, I guess, to say constantly educated, whether you go to school or are you know just doing your own individual learning. They say it's it's good to always keep that mind refreshed. Yeah, and the Toronto Public Library, I think they're still keeping this up, have free subscription to lynda.com, which has all these online courses oh, really? you can do. Yeah. Lynda.com's good. Yeah. That's so awesome. So there's a little plug. Yeah, so that's a kind of a pretty neat thing that the library is doing, in addition to you know being a library and having books on a whole bunch of topics. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wicked. Mm-hmm. School's a good thing, man. It's yep. a good thing. It's yeah. good to get out there, be social, and learn stuff. Um, I do remember when I was in high school, it always seemed like such an endeavor, but those moments really stick with you and they become special, very special. Mm-hmm. So much to the point that a lot of the video games I'm playing now are about kids in school. It's like, it's all about that, that high school. They're like working on their social skills, but they're also going out and well fighting monsters, which I didn't do in my <laughs> high school, but it's pretty fun. Yeah. Got to take care of those dragons somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's a time of transition. <laughs> Anyways, cool. I, feel like, I feel like that covers us back to school. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one day, Diane will not be going back to school, and she'll be yep. very sad. And then I'll get a puppy, <laughs> and we'll go to puppy school. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, obedient school. So we'll never end. Cool. So this has been another Ordinary Day, another Ordinary Day podcast for us. Um I'd like to put out a thank you to Field Processor for the intro and outro music. Yep. And if you have a fun back to school story that you would like to share, feel free to send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can also visit our website at ordinaryday.ca. Exactly. So until next time, take one more for the road. <laughs> <laughs>